everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I am one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. And today we have a returning special guest. Uh, you know, I should have done my, my pre-show prep. I can't remember how long it's been. It's been a, probably a good year um, before when Blasco was previously on the show with us. Um, so I want to welcome Blasco back to Music Biz Weekly Podcast. For those of you who <laughs> yes. are new, um, Blasco wears many hats. He's got one hat on today, but wears mm-hmm. many. You are uh, the bassist in Ozzy Osbourne's band, and you uh, manage quite a few artists and properties, including Black Veil Brides, Zach Wild. Um, is it, he's not going by Andy Beersack in his solo project. He's going by Andy Black, right? Correct. Right. Correct. So, so we're, solo you know. project for Black Veil Brides lead singer. Many, many, many different things you've got your hands in from managing as well. So... Um, very impressive. Very impressive. And and I, you know, as we were talking about, well, what are what's the topic going to be for today? Because God knows we could have a lot of interesting things to discuss with you. You threw out this concept that you had that you've never really discussed or revealed before. So do you want to kind of drop it on us? Sure. Yes. So so look, let's go. Let's go back. Right. You'll appreciate this. So. In 1977, I bought Kiss Destroyer. I should say I had my parents buy me Kiss Destroyer, and my life was forever then destroyed, right? <laughs> so, like, so th- th- there, there was that is all I wanted to immerse myself in from that point forward. And then keep in mind, at that point, I was like seven years old, right? I, I didn't even understand what they were. Like, I didn't understand that they played instruments. Like, I just thought they were superheroes, you know? And, um, and I just wanted to know more about and do more about. So anyway, so my whole career life path has been music, hard rock, you know, heavy metal. Like that, that, is, that has been my, you know, my path in life, right? So um, I've been very fortunate and blessed that I, I put a lot of effort and, and work into that. And then I got repaid. You know what I mean? Like it's like I was – I had a record deal at like 16 years old and I was putting out records in high school and, and, uh, and graduated and kind of went on this path of like hired gun guy and I was been a hired gun bass player for, for Prong and Glenn Danzig and Rob Zombie and now Ozzy Osbourne and, and, and then I, was, I, I transitioned into like wanting to manage bands because I knew that I just like music is just so a part of me that I was like, well, I can't play in rock bands forever and I knew that I still wanted to immerse myself in, in the business, you know, in, in the business of rock. And, um, and so I started a management company and, and, it, and I started that like a little over 11 years ago. And, and uh, it's, it's been, you know, it's been successful. I've, I've got some great artists. I've had multiple albums in top 10 Billboard 200. And, um, you know, proud to say that, you know, it's, it's, it's paying the bills and feeding the cats, right? So um, all, all good there. Now, over the course of all this, like I've I, I've dabbed into you know doing doing blog you know d- doing guest blog posts, going on uh, you know speaking on panels and going on on uh, on uh, you know podcasts or video casts and whatever and and 
and so like I'm always I'm always just so concerned about like the young artists, right? Because I feel like I, I it's my responsibility to kind of give back to that because I gave so much, I got so much back in return that like I feel like I you know I got I got to pay it forward too. It's sort of my responsibility, right? Um, and um, and the one thing the the one thing that always comes up that your your listeners will resonate with is is that is that next level how do i get to the next level what like what is that and it and it's so hard to define and and you know early on i i i feel like i had sort of a a real a real negative sort of outlook on it it's like oh well you know it's kind of like it's just like you know luck and timing and da, 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 and stuff but whenever but whenever you look into successful people like there's always a pattern, you know what I mean? Like people can write books on the habits of successful people. So why why isn't it that I have why isn't it that there isn't a more defined answer to that how do I get to the next level question, right? So I I, I really soiled really kind of toiled over it. And um and uh you know and, and in this stage of the digital age, you know, like um like Jay, like I, I remember hearing you say, like, you know, it's just like, man, we're like we're living in that age of just being paralyzed by by options, you know, like yeah. think think about like the answer to whenever you Google, like how do I get to the next level? I mean, it, or, or <clears throat> how do I find new music? I mean, the options are, are just endless, right? So, so like I, I really kind of thought of like long and hard, and, and did a lot of research, and and, and kind of like looked at my own success as well as the people that I've surrounded myself with that have you know infinitely more successful than than I am in in the space. And I was like, there has to be similarities. There, there has to be an answer to the question of how do I get to the next level? So I thought of one. I, I've, I've, thought, I've, I've thought that, you know, in, in, in a way that can resonate with, you know, your listeners. And here it is. Easy. The answer is easy. And the acronym E-A-S-Y, right? This is, this is what it is. Easy. Effort action, spirit, and most importantly, you as the individual. And so let me break it down, you know, quickly or, or whatever, but to succeed, and I'm, when, I, when I mean succeed in, in this business, like on, on a way to where someone goes like, man, if I could just make a living, you know, if I could just make a basic living of playing music, right? I mean, you guys must hear this all the time. If I could just like replace my job that I hate to get up and go to every day, and making whatever that is, you know, like if I could just replace that amount of income with music, like my life would be changed for forever. You know what I mean? And so when I say succeed, I mean in a, in a way that would answer the question for those people. Um, and, and the only, and the only way to do that is to have fans because without fans, it's impossible to build a business. Therefore it's impossible to become successful. Right, so a very a very quick equation of that is you need good you need good songs and you need a unique vision. You don't need I don't feel like you need great songs. I feel like you need good songs that resonate with a certain fan base, right? And you need a unique vision, and you put those together, and then you can have fans that understand your unique vision and gravitate towards your your songs. Great songs can come later. You know what I mean? You can like anyone that I've worked with, any of any of these bands, like in this moment or, or Black Veil Brides or whatever, 
they didn't start off on the song that's number one in their catalog now. You know what I mean? They, they started off with a vision, a, their unique vision, and they started off with a song that was good enough to, to crack the door open and connect with fans. And then once the fans came around, you know, it, it, they grew and they developed and they became what they did. And they wrote their better songs that connected with the bigger audience and, you know, over the course of time. And, and, that, and, that's, and that's natural, right? So, so once again, let's, let's break it down. Effort, action, spirit, and you. Effort, right? E for effort. Like, the, one of the main concepts of success is, is putting, in, putting in work that, that you, don't, you don't necessarily want to do. Like, I, whenever I was, like, struggling musician, like, I didn't want to have two jobs. You know, I didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't always want to go to rehearsal. You don't always want to set aside time. Like, by the time that you get home from work, it's like, man, do I want to go, like, on Facebook and grind? Do I want to, like, you know, do I want to go into a rehearsal room with loud music? And No, you don't want to. But guess what? You have to, right? You have to put in the effort. You have to, whatever it is, you have to learn how to use superior drummer so that you can make your own demos. You have to learn how to do Pro Tools or GarageBand. You have to learn how to do basic basic things so that you can get it get it done, right? Like you need to you need to get people in a band if you want to be in a band. And if you don't want to be in a band, then you need to learn how to write songs. And if you don't know how to write songs, then you need to work with people that are songwriters. You know, that it's like, but you got you have to put in the basic effort of like I mean, look, if you want to be a guitar player, you have to know how to play guitar, right? I mean, it's like, you know, you have to know what a D chord is. It's like the minimal amount of effort, but it requires effort. Number two, action. A for action. You have, to, you have to put what that is into an actionable plan. And I know that that like, actionable plan is, is a scary word, but if, if you break it down into its simple concepts, it's just like, man, book a gig, <laughs> you know, like record a song. Now that you know the D chord, now that you have a song, record it. You know, action, record a song, put the band together, do a gig, you know, play in front of your, play in your garage to your family and friends or whatever, but, you know, actionable items, right? I, th I, th then, I, think, I think that action is, is so important, and I think that's where a lot of people hit their first big roadblock. Because they, they, they'll, they'll, put, they'll put some... They'll put effort in, and they'll keep putting effort in, but they'll never step up to the plate and pull the trigger and do something with that effort. It's like, yeah, we've rehearsed, we've rehearsed, we've recorded, we've written, we've written, we've written. All right, are you going to actually release that album now? Yeah. Are you yeah. actually going to commit to going on a three-week regional tour? You know, you've got to take action, and I think that's where so many people are. That's the first roadblock of oh i might not succeed so therefore i'm gonna keep rehearsing because that keeps putting off having to commit to do something yeah, yeah if you look at people who are successful you'll see the same story over and over they seldom let things happen to them they went out and made things happen and my grandfather had this great saying you know the harder i work the luckier i get and i believe in that that it's taking action you're not gonna you know hit a home run every time but roll up your sleeves and just keep going and going and trying things and pretty soon, you know, good things happen. That's what I'm saying. I, I use these two bands as, as an example because they're, they're ones that I found and, and I developed. But when I found them, like I said, the, 
the songs that were online were not their best songs, and they were certainly not their best-sounding productions, right? No, but you could but, sense their unique vision, right? Correct. But it's like, but you're right. It's like it's the fear. It's the fear of the unknown that is that roadblock that stands in the way. So yeah, you're right. But but action, like you got to put in the action, right? And then and then you know, but you know, I'd like to think that if if you know your listenership they want to put in the action because they're putting in the effort to listen to you guys and to take in what you guys are talking about. Right. So I'd like to hope that, that we, we, we filtered through the, the right. you know, the, the, the hobbyist, if you will. And, uh, and, and, you know, and looking for action related, you know, type of people. So anyway, so number, number three, spirit, like S for spirit, you know, like your, your passion, your passion for, for what you're doing, you know, your, 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 your internal spirit. I mean, like I said, man, it's just like mine was fueled by Kiss Destroyer in 1977 and I had never looked back, right? Like by, 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 for real, I play War Pigs with Ozzy Osbourne. For real, I do that, right? But that's not, but that's not enough. Zach and I actually have a Black Sabbath cover band that we'll do like club gigs and we play all Black Sabbath songs because playing War Pigs with him ain't enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like that's like that's that's real passion to play music. You know what I that's mean? Right. Like that's 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 being committed to the project of of riffs. You know, and 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 stuff. And and you got to have that in you, man. Like you got you like your passion to to make music. It has to be there and it has to be for real. Not not your passion to make money. Money will come, you know what I mean. If your passion to make music is there, you, you, you know the, the the success of of money, it's gonna follow you, you know. And then, sorry, the the last one, why you you your unique vision, what you bring to it. Like no one wants like an RC cola, you know what I mean. Like no one wants like a not so good version of what's already the best thing that money can buy, right? Like it's got to you got to bring your unique failures to the table like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be perfect you know what i mean like 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 kurt cobain wasn't trying to be fucking uh you know uh eddie van halen you know what i mean like he wasn't like it's like but but yet both these people created musical revolutions you know and and you know it's like it's like adele isn't trying to be nina simone or something you know what i mean like it's like yeah it's like you you gotta and and all rules, like I like I, I don't care. It's just like oh, oh you got to be a certain age or you got to be a certain weight or all like that's all bullshit, man. Like it's like if you have a unique vision and you have good songs or whatever, then you gotta you gotta go out and and find those fans and 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 connect and and build and engage, you know, over time. But anyway, to summarize, I feel like E A S Y. The the answer to musical success is easy: effort, action, spirit. And you, your unique vision. Put all those things together and don't be afraid and go out there and just start rolling. Like, you know, like me, like in my first band, like I couldn't even play. Like I just knew that I wanted to play. And I got a I got a bass and I found some dudes and I got in in the garage and we kicked out the jams and they were terrible or whatever. And so what? You know what I mean? It's just like you, you just gotta go. Like music is Music is, is a gift, and if you're and if you're, you know, if you're bitten with that, if 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 you're, 
plagued by you know what is music and and what it can do for you then it's like you're already doomed man you might as well just go for it like fuck failure like just go out and 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 do it you know what i mean it's like there's there's no uh there's nothing holding you back. So anyway. I love what you're saying. I mean, I love what you're saying about unique vision because we all have our influences. You know, you talked about Destroyer. There's nothing wrong with being influenced by that and even have, having a, an edge, you know, that's similar. But I think everybody has their own unique voice, whether you're a player, singer, songwriter, producer, manager, whatever it is. And I think far too often people... <clears throat> try to sound like other people or try to follow somebody else's else's path instead of creating their own with their own unique vision. I mean, the reason we like Cheap Trick or Ozzy or Black Sabbath is because they're a little bit different. And I would imagine that when people first heard them, you know, some people weren't immediately hooked. Some people got it immediately. But what set them apart and made you want to explore more is that they were themselves. They were a little bit different. And I think far too often people are afraid to follow their own path. You know what I mean? Yep. I agree. I agree. So, so yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, because I feel like whenever you first, whenever you first find what, that something that you do, like you're influenced by something. Like there's a record, there's a band, there's something where you go like, man, like that really speaks to me. Like I want to do that. And you get in the room and the first thing that comes out is inherently going to be a replica of, of that thing, right? If you, get, if you get four people in a room together that are all influenced by Metallica, like it's probably going to sound like Metallica, <laughs> you know? Like it just, it just, that's just the way it is. But if you really want to make a name for yourself and you really want like a career with some longevity – if you look at all the people I've worked with, whether it's a band that I played in or, or, or uh, you know, or even like my very first band, right? Like I'll give you an example. My very first band is called Cryptic Slaughter. And we were signed to Metal Blade in 1985 and we put out three records in, in 1986, 87, and 88. In 1988, I graduated high school. So like that's how old, you know, <laughs> nice. that's, you know, that's how, how young we were, right? But are like of course whenever we first got together and we, we were doing like you know whatever slayer covers and black flag covers or whatever you know i mean that's like inherent like we're teenagers that just picked sure. up instruments but we knew that we needed to do something different and 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 we heard everything around us and we go you know what we're gonna do we're just gonna play faster than everybody else right and we didn't we didn't say we were going to be we better. We didn't write better songs. We didn't dress cooler. Like, you know what I mean? We didn't have a, a, a better, you know, like a better image or whatever. We just played faster. And it's, just, and it's just something as simple as that as what made us like sort of an underground phenomenon, you know? And, and now here we are. I mean, like I said, we put out our last record in 1988. And these are records that have been re-released. By Al, you know, by other record companies over the course of the years. This is this is a band that still sells a ton of merchandise, you know, every month. And and uh, and, and I mean, at one point, like before we our albums were re-released, they were going on eBay for like three hundred and fifty bucks, wow. you know, and stuff. So this is like a real. This isn't some passive, you know, thing or whatever. This was like a real thing that people like were were influenced by and still talk about to this day. Like they'll run up to me and like sing me, you know, sing me one of the songs or whatever, you know. And um, so, but my point is, is that it was just that little bit different. It was just that little bit of extra difference that that made 
in at the end of the day the big difference you know and and it's like you got to put like your spin on it it's okay and natural to want to initially sound like something or, or or your comfort zone you know what i mean like that security blanket of like oh this this sounds familiar therefore it feels okay to me to do this you know but if you really want to excel if you really want to succeed then you got to put your own spin on it because it's yeah. like, like it's like I said, like everyone that I've ever worked with, whether it's management or a band that I played in, and these are all uniquely different people. Like you know, like Danzig to Rob Zombie and, and Ozzy Osbourne, all rock musicians. You know, yeah. like certainly in the same sphere, but coming from a completely different place, coming from a, a different place of how their music translates to where it's like. I mean, if you think about that, if you think about that, Black Sabbath exists because of the Beatles. You know what I mean? Like, they don't sound anything like the Beatles. Mm -mm. Like, not, not in any fashion. And, and yet they exist because design. of the Beatles. Do they... Sure. I mean, you just look at the Correct. image and go, come on, how, how, how is there a relation there? But it is. Right, yeah. you know. And, and, you know, granted, these, these, these are older examples and, and there's going to be newer ones. I mean, it's just like, I mean, look, I mean, you look at, like, if it's like a if it's newer, it's newer stuff or whatever, you know, you like... The, the kills or, or, or like the death grips or, or, you know, what have you. It's like, these are all, these are all people that are creating their own success, but, but they have, they have their own unique vision. And like I said, like these are, these aren't necessarily bands with, with uh, the greatest songs in the world. They are not competing with the Justin Bieber's and Adele's over the world. They are not. However, they still are doing business and they do not have day jobs, <laughs> you know? And, and so, but, but once again, Good songs, unique vision. The fans came, and when the fans came, you know, you you, you move on and you and you progress and you write better songs and 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 you you engage them and you you listen to them and you give them what they want. But once yeah. again, just just kind of breaking down, like like I just feel like whenever like you like you said, you know, the, just paralyzed by too much information yeah. and to where you just go like, fuck, my fucking head is exploding. Yeah. Like I don't even know where to start. Well, that's you know? a good point. You don't know where to start. I mean, like today, you've got all these great tools that you didn't have when you started out with socials, with ECRM, with YouTube. With There's so many great tools you have, but now everybody's got those tools. So how do you rise above the clutter? And Michael and I talk about this all the time. You can rise above the clutter because people do it uh, frequently, and there's not a lot of new stuff happening. Yeah, sometimes people put a little bit different spin on it, but I, I think you hit it spot on when it's what rises you above the clutter is being a little unique. Like you talked about, you know, maybe Cryptic Slaughter was a little faster, you know, wh whatever that is, but we can have a lot of different artists who have similar influences, but as they develop their own voice, I think they have to do what you said. Find something that kind of sets, sets you apart a little bit, something that makes you a little different. Think of yourself as a fan. If you're looking at five, let's use the hard rock you know, uh, genre. You've got five bands, and you're thinking about who you're going to go see or maybe what album you're, you're going to buy or whatever. You know, what's going to make that, that guy pick one over the other? And I think by thinking like a fan, uh, I think you'll succeed. Blasco, let me let me go back to the the spirit part of this, um, and I'd love to get your comments on this, especially because you're in the industry and, and, and you're surrounded by a lot of people who 
may have spirit issues in this modern age of the music industry. And where I'm going with this is it, it it's like a month doesn't go by where we don't read a story about some artist and it's and it's mostly going to be older artists who have been around for a while who say, you know what, I I'm not gonna write or record anymore. What's the point of writing and recording? Nobody buys my music anymore. And as a fan, what I'm hearing is you have no spirit. You've lost it. You have no desire to be creative. I thought as a musician, that spirit would force you to write and be creative no matter what the external circumstances were. That it was just in you, it was your spirit, it was your desire to be a artist. And when you sit there and say, I can't because nobody buys it, I feel like going, well, great, then I got no reason to support you because you're not really in this as a musician anymore. Yeah, throwing in the towel is, is a little weird. I know what you mean. It's like, you know, you, you're, you're feeling like, man, you, you, you know, you guys wrote some great music. That wasn't by accident. Um, that's because you're awesome. So you're telling me that you're no longer awesome? I don't understand. Yeah, like, you, can't you, write, you can't write great music because <laughs> nobody will buy it? No, yeah. that's not that, you know, the, that's, the, that's, the, the dollar amount of your advance does not dictate the quality of the music you're going to write. Yeah, I mean, well, especially if you're, if we're talking about people that are probably financially stable at this point, right? It's like, a but, different. But, but then what does it matter? Like, if, if, you're saying, if you're saying that, like, oh, oh, no one buys it anyway, I'm financially stable, so I don't give a crap. Well, but it works conversely, doesn't it? Like, if, if no one buys it, and and you are financially stable then who cares like just it is don't you make music like isn't that isn't that what you do right. and who and knows you touched I mean, on that earlier you it, it's not about the money it's it's who you are I'm, I'm sure with you you know yeah it's nice to be able to pay the rent but you've got a passion for this it's who you are and you're going to be doing it whether you're working at a grocery store during the day and doing that at night it's a lifestyle. It's who you are as an artist, and you're going to be doing that anyway. And I think you know why Mike is so disappointed, and I get disappointed in some of these people too, is when they do make a little bit of money and become successful and sometimes get disillusioned or they're confused by the streaming internet radio kind of world that we live in now. And, well, you know, I'm not making the kind of money that I did in the CD boom or whatever, but I, I don't think that it's... Uh, all about the money. I mean, it is with some of the, our favorite artists, and I think that's sad, but I tend to look at bands like, you know, Cheap Trick just put out this awesome record, you know, 40-plus uh, years into their career. Um, I, you know, my hat's off to them because they're doing it. I imagine they're writing songs whether they're putting out albums or not, you know, because it's they have a passion for it. It's who they are. Yeah, I mean... I agree. I mean, hey, look, I mean, sometimes too, I mean, I, th I think, you, you know, kind of going back to the, you know, the, the younger guys, it's like, I think it's a matter too of, of uh, being honest with yourself too. You know what I mean? Like for, for me, it's like, it's like, I kind of knew like right away, like, man, like I'm not like, I'm not a songwriter because just because I learned how to play drums or bass or guitar or whatever, that doesn't inherently 
make me a songwriter, right? Just because I mean, just because I know how to read and write doesn't make me an author. Doesn't make me a screenwriter. You know, not not yes. You obviously need those skills to be able to do one, but inherently that doesn't make me a songwriter. And and I knew I knew for me early on, like you know what, like that's not that's not me. Like I I like I like playing popular songs that were written by people that know what they're doing like that like i get you know i i get you know i i get a kick out of that like that's 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 where yeah. my motivation lies you know what i mean but like that's but that's just for me personally but like i said like there came a point to where whenever i go like i reached the you know i reached the the peak of hired gun rock bass player hired gun guy like right right i get the aussie gig and i go Oh, this is the most awesome day of my life. Except for now, I just realized that there's nowhere else for me to go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. So, 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 you know, I had to kind of really take an honest look at myself, and I go, "Well, I love music. I, I, I do not, not want to be involved in music. How do, how do I do that? How do I stay involved in music without actually playing it? You know, and and that's whenever the, the management thing kind of came into play, and and um, that's so gratifying." For me now at being 46 years old and working with 26, you know, 25 year old guys or whatever that I can help guide and, 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 you know what I mean? Help guide their career and see the success in that or whatever. And, and, uh, I, you know, I get a lot out of that, but that's, but that's me personally. Like that's, sure. that's my spirit. You know, that's my yeah. spirit in this. It's just like, look, you, you're going to have to drag this out of me to want to make me do something else. It's just not, it's just not in my blood, man. And if yeah. you know, and if you know that, then there's, there should be no fear. There should be no hindrance of putting forth the action to, to propel your career. If this is something that you know that you have no choice in doing like I did, then yeah. you, you, you gotta, you gotta just go, man. Like you yeah. don't, don't overwhelm yourself with like, should it be on Spotify? Should I window Spotify? Mm. Should I be on Bandcamp? Well, I just read about the like fuck all that, yeah. man. Like just make music go. and throw it out, throw it out there and go and just like just put it everywhere. Whatever. And 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 like cuz not everything works the same for everybody, you know? Like some bands build their career off of YouTube. Some build it off of Spotify. Yeah. Lord, you know. So Yeah, um, it happens. Right. So some, some build it off, built it off of MySpace and they're able, and, and they carry that career through Facebook now that, you know, MySpace is long gone or whatever. So the, the, or, you know, some people built their careers off of putting out records, you know what I mean? Like, like Deftones are going to have like what, like a number two record this week. And, um, they, they started long before the internet, you know what I mean? So they, they, they so, so, um, you know, there, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no exact formula, you know, there's, there's no strategy to win the lottery. You know, yeah. you just gotta like, you just gotta, you, you gotta really point. focus. There is you know, no one path. You no. know, I mean, Paul Stanley had this great saying where he said, people think the road to success is from A to B. He says, it's not. The road to success is failure, 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 success. You know, right. you just have to not give up and take your own path. I wanted to ask you about artist management because I deal with a lot of artist managers. And that's a tough gig because your job is basically, I mean, nobody knows the vision of the artist better than the artist and the artist management. I love labels. I'm not going to badmouth labels. Some of them are very, very good at what they do. Distribution companies, same thing. But the fact of the matter is nobody knows the vision better than you 
and the artist. What what is kind of the challenging part for you as the manager, knowing that vision, and then kind of you're like a, a cheerleader, you're like the conductor of a big orchestra. What's the biggest challenge for you to, to kind of get everybody else to subscribe and and drink a little bit of the Kool Aid that you made? Well, I mean, there's there's the initial the initial challenge. I mean, if we're if we're going to dissect this, really, there's the initial challenge of um, of getting the artist trust as as the manager. Now, luckily for me, and I can't speak for other people because I only know myself. But coming from an artist background, you know, all managers have different come from different backgrounds, right? Me, like I come from the artist background, so I tend to understand um, a creative vision because I come from the creative side. Yeah, you didn't of come business. from radio or touring or whatever. Correct. You came from being an artist. Correct. So I might be able to build that trust factor maybe a little quicker than some. And also, too, I won't get involved with someone whose vision that I don't understand because – if I don't understand it, how can I see where it's going to go? And if I can't see where it's going to go, then how, how the hell am I doing my job? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, what? I just get up every day and I just wait for someone to tell me what to do. No, it's like I, I like I'm the manager. Like, I gotta like I have to see the path, you know, and, and initially. And so the answer to your question is is like because I see the path, it's then communicating that path, and there has to. There has to be a brand for me. That, that like I have to envision everything as a brand, and and everything has a brand statement. And if something doesn't relate to the brand statement, then it can't be part of the equation, right? So on one hand, it's, it's easy to you know what I mean. To where I go, nope, that doesn't that doesn't fit my brand statement. Like that that does that doesn't apply to my mission statement, my my mission goal. Like doesn't that doesn't apply here. Um, and uh, and stuff. So yes, of course you have challenges because a lot of times with record labels specifically, you've got at this point in the game, you've got a lot of people that um, are we, we've we've trimmed the fat at record labels, right? There's there's yeah. no developmental people there. There's 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 relatively no art people Very there. Few. There's 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 really no creative people there. And you know what? I, I heard this thing the other day that I, I was meaning to mention. It's like. You know, in, in, in this music industry, it's difficult to trust people that didn't start a band first, right? And a lot of times at this point, you, you, you're, you're getting involved with these people that kind of like they're just sort of like day-to-day people, you know, and, and, um, and they don't necessarily understand. So, so it's, it's, it's staying on focus, right? And, and, and it's got to relate to, the, to, like I said, to the mission statement. And, um, and like, like I said, you, you've got these people that are overwhelmed and they run their days from eight to five by templates. And they go, like, if it doesn't fit into the template, it's really hard for them. And like, look, man, like, you guys know you have you have a, a you know you have a podcast and, and blogs and everything else about this rapidly changing music business. Like you know what I mean? Like you're going to listen to this shit a year from now, and you're like, that's nothing that we said relates to anything. <laughs> exactly. That, you, you, you know, a year and, from now, and, how about a week. week from now? Right. You know, and uh, and like like I I got this I got this uh, friend of mine that just signed like a like a three record deal, right? And if if you think about that, like a three record deal, like Okay, so if you put out a record every two years and you're putting out a record soon and then you do the math, da, 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 like 
We're talking eight years from now, you're going to be putting out that third record. There won't even be record stores in eight years. How is any, how, how is it that we're even talking about getting record? You know what I mean? Like it's so bizarro um, yeah. that, that yeah. things are changing so much. So the, so the challenge, sorry, the long-winded answer to your question, the challenge that I often find is, is that you've got a lot of people in this business that are are sort of overworked and underpaid, for lack of a, of a, of a better example. That's true. And, and, and they're just trying to get across the finish line, the 5 p.m. finish line. And if it doesn't fit in the template so that they can just cross it off the to-do list, that's the challenge. Because I go like, I go, that isn't a dated model or that is, that is way too many steps or that is way too complicated of a process. Like, let's, let's dumb this down. Like, let's make it simple, you know? And it's like, like for instance, here, here's, here's one thing that, I'm, that I've been doing. It's like, like... You know, you kind of look at like analyzing consumer behavior, right? And you go like, what do what consumers, like when it, whenever it comes to putting out a record, what does a fan of a band really want? Like if, you're t- if we're talking pre, like pre-orders, right? Like what's going to make a consumer want to, want to part with their money in advance of receipt? Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm going to give you money now and you're going to give me that thing a month from now. What's, what's really going to make someone want to do that? And, and stuff. So, so we devised this strategy of like, oh, you know what we need to do? Every pre-release, it needs to be a lower price point than usual, right? Because that, that's, okay, that's, that's incentivizing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm going to give you my money early, but I'm going to give you less money now than I would have to give it to you later, right? And then what else? Do I want a t-shirt? Do I want the $100 bundle? Do I want the thing with Instant the sign guitar? Tracks. Yeah. 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 Like some people want that, but you know what fans really want? They want an autograph from the band. You know what I mean? They want their CD signed. Like, you know, when, it, when, it, when, when, when there's like a meet and greet or you meet someone like, yeah, you get a selfie or whatever, that'd be, that'd be hard to pre-sell. But, you know, like you get an autograph if you don't get a selfie, right? And, and stuff. So I go, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do low-priced CDs that are autographed by the band, whatever. And, 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 and like la- some labels are just like, oh, uh, like, well, how's that going to work or whatever? And I go, just trust me or whatever. And it's been killing it. You know what I mean? Like we've been destroying, um, we've been destroying pre-orders, you know, on, on this yeah. stuff. And, uh, and, and it's great because guess what? It's what people want, man. Like, and, and it's like, as, as a musician, you got to think of it almost the same way as like a young musician. It's like, there's fans out there. Ask them. Give them what they want. You know what I mean? Yeah, if it's something like you were exactly. talking, about, if it's something like you were, if it's something like you were talking about, like it's a, it's a, it's a heritage act that doesn't put out records anymore. Guess what? Your fans are at your fingertips now. Before you kind of had to guess. Like you know what I mean? Pink Floyd had to kind of go like, well, Dark Side of the Moon. That's what we want to do. Hopefully, that's what our fans want 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 to hear. Yeah, great. Well, guess what it was. But like, but think about this now. The- oh no. We froze. We lost him. Oh, it was going so Hello? well. Blasco, are you there? Yeah. I can hear your yeah, audio. Yeah. All right. Your video needs Stand to come by. back on. There we go. Here it comes. Still no video. I think I'm there. I got video for, on him. I don't yet. There we go. There we go. All right. There. Just continue. Got it. So sorry. So so what I was what I was wrapping it up with is this like you, these for these heritage acts that complain about oh I don't understand streaming and it was so much better back in the day. It's just like man, guess what? Your fans are at your fingertips now. Like you you could ask them, hey, what would you like us to do? Oh, 
man, we think your greatest record was whatever that was. You know what I mean? Like your third record. Absolutely. Great. Well, let's go, let's go back and, and, and do that. You know what I mean? It's just like, like with, with like Rick Rubin making the last uh, Black Sabbath record. You know what he did? He's like, guys, check it out. We're going to listen to your first album. We're gonna, I'm going to put you guys all in a room together and we're going to listen to your first record. You know why? Because I can't even imagine when the last time that you guys ever did that was, right? Like how, how yeah, often do you think, right? How often do you think Ozzy Osbourne listens to his first record? Probably not very often. And, and certainly not all of them in a room together. And it was kind of like a basic thing, like guys, like let's pull it back. Like let's, let's understand what it is that, where this thing started. You know what I mean? Like, hey, like, look, as as fans of, you know, we're, we're older dudes and, and, you know, probably our main, you know, favorite bands are, are, you know, classic rock, if you will, you know, classic metal kind of bands. Like, like you know, you, you want, like, every time they put out a new record, you go, man, I really hope it's like their best record or, like, I really hope it's like my favorite record. And, and sometimes they deliver, you know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. they don't or whatever. But it's just like... Think about if, if they would have asked you, man, what Michael and Jay, like if Cheap Trick asked you, what we're going to put a new Cheap Trick record out, what do you guys want it to sound like? And you guys could sound off or whatever. I want it to sound oh like this. Even one. if they All didn't right. use my opinion, it's a sense of ownership and you're thrilled to be a part of the process. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's like, man, like, yeah, I get it, but I, I get that you don't understand the new ways. However, understand that you can use it to your advantage. You know, like it's like, how cool is it that, you know, your fans are at your disposal and it's so, it, it's so, it, there's so much more access to people now and to getting what, I mean, it's almost kind of like you can sort of remove failure from the equation. It's like if you ask people what they want and you're able to give it to them, it's just really a matter of delivery, right? So it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, talk about, you know, talk about dumbing it down, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, awesome. what, what, Looking at, at, at your easy analogy, I almost, they're all very important, but I sort of feel like spirit is almost the most important. Because if you don't have the spirit, you're not going to do anything else. You're, you're, Correct. you're not going to do any of the other parts of this puzzle. Yeah. And lack It'll be of. be quickly followed by uh, action, you know, because if you have that great spirit, and if you're not rolling and up don't your do sleeves. Anything with and, it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and 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 I think the one of the other important parts of spirit is it's something that in this day and age your fans can tell instantly if you have spirit. If you have passion about what you're doing. You know, as just as I said in my example, I can read an interview with somebody and go, "You got no spirit. Why should I support you?" Clearly, fans are smart. Fans are smart Fans now. Fans are you know? so smart. They now. really are. And and yeah. if you have that spirit, you don't have to come out and say, "Hey, cheer for me. I got spirit." No, you just do it. You just continue to bust your ass and try this and do that. And what well, one of one of my favorite um not he's not new new, but one of his bands is Tom DeLonge and Angels and Airwaves is one of my favorite artists and bands. And there's a guy who is just constantly dropping new EPs, new art projects, new books, new merchandise, new this. He made a freaking movie on his own budget, released a major motion yep. picture movie on it. There's something where, as a fan, I go, man, that spirit is contagious. It's just exciting yeah. because I don't know what's going to happen. As opposed to, 
having him sit here and go, well, I really can't do this because I can't get a major label to advance me a million dollars for my idea. So therefore, mm-hmm. I don't really care about my idea. Now, as a fan, right. I am, I'm joining your fan club. I'm buying everything you release because it's just freaking contagious to see this. And you're telling you people about it, right? You're posting on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, check this out. That's the other part of this equation is when you engage me as a fan, I'm telling my friends. I'm telling, you know, it's not the information age, it's the recommendation age, you know. I love the fact that you manage artists, that you're not just, you're not one-dimensional. You're, you're like me. I mean, you get up in the morning like, I got to get shit done. I got to do stuff. What am I going to do today? And, you know, I, there's not laziness there. There's a passion for what you do, and that, I think that's infectious. Well, I, I was going to say, you know, I think a little bit of advice I would give to an artist is, yes, as an artist, you have to understand easy as it applies to yourself, but anybody in your team should also have that easy analogy applied to them as well. You can, have all this, you can have all the spirit in the world and want to have all the action in the world. You get the wrong manager who doesn't execute and doesn't have your passion. Your, your, your spirit gets muted by that then. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, that's good. Yourself. I mean, you can, that's interesting because then, then, yes, an artist can apply this concept to themselves, but can apply it to their team and, and interviewing and, and anyone, I mean, just kind of like seeing like, Hey, like, are we aligned here? You know what I mean? That's, that's one of the important things is like whenever, if, if, if you're an artist that has grown out of the DIY phase to where you, you've reached a point to where you need to start building a team, right? Like your team, like the best advice is your team has to be in alignment with your values, you know? And if these are people that are appearingly so aren't, don't have the ability to work as hard as you have or to, to help you grow and, and, and progress, then they're not the right person for you, you know? And, and yes, I agree that the, that, that this, this format or whatever, you should keep that in mind, not just for yourself, but as, as you grow into, into needing a team, the same concept applies. Right. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Blasco, where can, uh, where can our listeners track you down online? Where do you want them to find you? Uh, I'm uh, Blasco1313, that's B-L-A-S-K-O-1313, that's my Facebook, my, my Twitter, and my Instagram. Um, uh, so my Facebook is relatively quiet, uh, I, don't, I haven't done much on there. Um, uh, my Instagram, if you want to see like, a lot of pictures of like, my cats, um, or like, like for instance me at the, the, the Kobe going away party last night. Um, you nice. find me there. And then, uh, and then my Twitter is, is mainly, uh, sort of music, uh, networking sort of related. Um, I've, I've, uh, I, I've done, I've, I've I communicated a lot with people on, on Twitter. Mostly. I feel like that's the format that best suits me for, uh, for networking and Instagram is best to, uh, more of giving like an insight into my personal life. So that's, that's sort of how I, I broke that down. And, and, and because, uh, but, because of your, your position, are you interested in bands hitting you up and say will you can i send you uh can i send you some music for you to consider representing me i mean are you looking for unsolicited material not currently my my my, my roster is is uh is pretty full i'm not i'm not really in the uh in the developmental phase so much and 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 too and like i told you guys like i just want to i just want to be clear to anyone listening is like my whole like this whole like easy concept or whatever like 
I'm not, I'm not selling a product. Like I'm not pushing, I'm not pushing a blog. Like this is the first time that this actually has ever been verbalized outside of my own head is, is, uh, has been here or whatever. So, you know, saying it out loud, it felt pretty good. So I'm curious to see, you yeah, know, how your listeners react, a lot of sense. what kind of feedback, what, what kind of feedback, um, <laughs> we get from it or whatever. But, um, but, uh, There's but no yeah, one. I mean, cur- cur- currently it's just like, I mean, look, like, I mean, I wish I could help everybody, honestly, I, you know, but it's just like at this point I've got, I've got no plans to kind of start like a, uh, like a, like a blog or, you know, anything, anything like that. But hopefully people kind of take these general concepts that I'm throwing out today and, and run with it and spread the word and, and, uh, and you guys can, you know, can do the same, but yeah, currently, man, like yeah. I'm just like, I'm putting out, I'm putting out three records right now. And like, it's yeah. just like, it's just over, it's just overwhelming, um, the amount of, uh, of work that's going on in my life right now. I'm not complaining. You know, I'm just saying that it, it makes it yeah, tough. To, it makes it tough to get, get it makes it tough to get into developmental stuff because you know what people don't understand is that a developmental band actually takes more work than the bands that are already rolling. You know what I mean? Than than the high profile clients. Like it actually detracts away away from that because so much work goes into the developmental process. You know, I mean, I wish it was yeah. like a turnkey thing where I could have like you know, a three page white paper where they, where I go here, just check this out and just go do this and then come back to me in a year. And let me know how that goes. Like, I wish it was that easy, but yeah. man, every, everything requires its own attention to detail. You know, every artist is, is different and requires different things. So, um, I unfortunately right now just don't have that kind of time, but, um, yeah. but you know, hopefully, like I said, hopefully that this particular, uh, episode, uh, resonates with, with readers and, and kind of spreads out a little bit. Cool. Blasco, this yeah. was awesome. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you, thanks, man. Dude. Super thank, practical. Thank, thank, great conversation. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. You're always welcome yeah. back. Love to. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Take care, man. Thanks, man. Yep. Bye. Yep. <clears throat> um, love talking to Blasco. Yeah. Just yeah. You know, great, he's one of those guests, you know, like, yeah, you know, we've, we've been fortunate to have some of these people on that, you know, in 45 minutes or so, you just scratch the surface. We could sit around for hours uh, talking with him, and hopefully we'll have him on again. But he's he's just got that insight um, and that real-world experience. He's been there. He is there. He's he done it. He sits on both and sides it, of the fence, which is And not many people rare. do that. Yeah, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and that's, that's a great – gives him great insight being an artist and to being in the business yeah 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 uh, you know and and listen i would love to hear from 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 our uh, our listeners and our viewers what do you think of his his easy analogy you know does it does it resonate with you does it make sense does it does it does it work for you and you didn't realize that's what was um Give us some feedback. Leave us some comments on, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Tweet us and let us know. Tell Sorry about them. the dogs. That's okay. Somebody's breaking in, right? <laughs> yep, someone's at the door. All right, until All right. next week, everybody. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man.